Come on in. The listening is fine. The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Your host each week are here this week as well. Bill Barty on this side. And Wes Lawson over here. Bill, the listening is indeed fine. So is the weather. It is just perfect out there still. Adding to that perfection, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, is we are pretty much in peak season as far as fall foliage goes down here in the Piedmont. Of course, you can listen to highlights of the Carolina Outdoors for our interview with Dr. Beverly Collins. She is from Western Carolina University there in Cullaway. We had her on a few weeks back talking about the high country and the season that we were having this fall 2022. And now we here locally are getting to enjoy it. So if you are in the outskirts of Charlotte, anywhere, any of the surrounding counties, including Mecklenburg, really. But if you get out on the countryside, you will see some of the most uh, spectacular colors that are availing themselves to us. And Wes, I thought about some of the uh, back and forth that you had with Dr. Collins during our conversation with her. And I did notice the golds and yellows were super prominent. I was up in Rowan County driving through super prominent um, out there, just beautiful. It is beautiful right now, and I was really excited to read an article recently about how you should not blow all of the leaves in your yard. So the folks in my neighborhood who love their leaf blowers, give them a break a little bit. This is like when we were talking to uh, Renfro Hardware, talking to, oh, to, David. to yeah. David Blackley, who was saying, you know, don't go for an A-plus yard, go for a B. Leave a little bit out there if you can leave some leaf litter on the ground throughout the season, it is better for your soil. It's better for the grass. It's also better for all the other little bugs and creatures that live in there. So, you know, maybe don't use your blower every day. Give us a break a little bit. Hey, I'm doing my part for sure. I wonder uh, (laughs) if my neighbors would attest to that. Uh, On that topic, actually, too, of course, we did get some remnants of of the storm that came through a couple of weeks ago, some rain. We had a little bit of rain earlier Um, This week, as we speak here in later October, but we are dry, and that's something that we probably need to note. Here in the Piedmont, we are dry, um, and especially Western Carolina is dry, and we can tell about the trout waters. Yeah, those trout streams are going to be lower water and, and, as we often say, gin clear. So when you're in lower water and clear water, fish small. Work on the presentation. And what do we mean by fish small? Smaller line, well, leader, tippet, and flies. Big fish will still eat those little size 18, 20, and 22 midges if you can take the time to tie those. So think about that. But, you know, Bill, if you're out there and you're camping, all that dry leaf litter on the ground, be extra mindful of uh, if there are burn bans in place. And if there aren't, how you can be a responsible fire keeper at your campsite. Uh, So always check that as well. But for sure on those trout streams, uh, fish small and give pools a break. Let's not overcrowd those spots too. Well, those leaves, uh, that leaf litter, I like that. That does help hold moisture, whether it be in the yard, whether it be in the forest along the way. Uh, You mentioned presentation. What do you mean by that? Work on your presentation. Yeah, so you know where where we are here is not like some of the other big water areas where you get to do some really big casts, throwing some really big, ugly, meaty flies that are going to draw out aggressive fish. Mm-hmm. So if we're fishing smaller, 
it needs to be a more delicate presentation, but try to cast upstream of your target. Let the moving water correct any kind of issues with your cast, mending to keep that line straight, but let that small leader tippet and small, right now I'm going to go ahead and say nymph or even a double nymph or a tandem nymph rig, let that really work through your, your target zone, that pocket water, that really fishy spot, um, so those little nymphs can go through there right about eye level for that fish, which should be a couple of inches above the rocky bottom of the stream. Makes perfect sense to me. Okay, work on that presentation. Hey, here on the Carolina Outdoors, let's don't forget eastern Carolina, yeah. um, where they have had rain. Of course, the North Carolina coast and South Carolina coast especially have had plenty of, of waterfall has, has come through, but... There's some hot, super hot fishing that's happening out there, and I mean hot in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, Wes, you were talking about that earlier before we went on air. Yeah. You, on the Jesse Brown's Instagram page, have seen a lot of activity from the guides that we know, the captains that we know. Can you give us a quick update on what's happening from Cape Lookout to Charleston to Harker's Island? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, this is the time of year we don't just like to talk about the Tom Clancy book and movie, Red October. <laughs> it is Red October because those big bull reds are moving all throughout our coastal estuaries. Those are the big redfish, you know, well above slot size, double-digit pounds, double-digit sizes, um, and they're pretty aggressive. They can still be somewhat spooky, um, but people who are catching them, it's not usually a one-off kind of scenario. And then, yeah, Cape Lookout, Harker's Island, on up to Ocracoke, maybe even down the Emerald Coast. Is, we're kind of getting into peak prime time for the false albacore run, which is just weeks of sort of chaos and, and madness of those purple and green torpedoes just swarming through there. So the big numbers are coming. The big fish uh, apparently were at Ocracoke. A week ago, 20 to 25 pound wow. monster false albacore. Those those will fight like a fish three or four times their size. So, um, yeah, if you can't make it to a, to a trout stream, head east, young man, and, and get on those waters either with a guide or from the shore or rent a boat. Do what it takes. This is a great time to be out there. Plus, it's not so cold that you're going to be miserable. Hey, get a brother that has a boat. Let's uh, take a break and come back and talk a little bit about preparing for uh, heading to the North Carolina coast for some false albacore because our very own Wes Lawson has that up his sleeve. We'll talk a little bit about deer movement as well. Um, the cooler temperatures came in, but then they got back up. I forget what season we're in unofficially. Ooh, good question. Um, but anyway, there is, you may be seeing a lot of deer out out there and of course our Carolina hunters are out there as well. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 